I am here with Zua Peebush. How you guys doing? Doing all right, man. Bulls had a tough loss against the Mavericks. That was just a, a rough one to watch, but it was bound to happen after a nine-game winning streak, man. But I don't know. I'm, I'm happily surprised with uh, Georgia's win last night, so I know we'll mm. get into that later. But something different, something a little different, I should say. Yeah. Still SEC, Slightly. but not Alabama. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little shocked, man. I'm a little shocked. I had a free bet from DraftKings with the opening of New York sports betting. They gave me $25 to bet. I put my money on Alabama. <laughs> I lost it all. <laughs> Down the drain. Yeah. But the positive news, Sean, I had mm. the most epic fantasy football game ever, man. Yeah. This is for, this really? is for the gold. First place, baby. I beat him by point. Zero four points, man. Point oh, zero God. four. And I, was and I was playing against Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen, and Hunter Renfro. So he got three dudes left. Yeah, and Renfro. that game was like the most historic comeback ever. He almost brought the upset on my team. But thank the Lord that game ended, man. Thank the Lord that game ended because, my God, Justin Herbert. Dude, that was, that was the most insane game ever. Like, Justin Herbert. Shout out to yeah. Justin Herbert, man. Tough like, loss. Super, that kid is so good. Such a shame. Uh, Such a shame he's not in the playoffs. Such a shame. Yeah, we get we get everyone's favorite quarterback, Derek Carr. Oh yeah. <laughs> of course we get Derek Carr in the playoffs. No shade to him, but I think a lot of people would kind of want to see Justin Herbert. But you know, going on the playoffs, wild card weekend is upon us. Um, a bunch of really intriguing matchups. I will say there are some matchups, like for instance, in NFC Dallas and. Um, who is it? San Francisco. Did not think that was going to happen. I was really thinking it was going to be Dallas and Arizona, but it ended up being Dallas-San Francisco. So those are just one of the few matchups that I saw that kind of piqued my interest. So I'm going to ask the guys, you know, their predictions from Wild Card Weekend. And, uh, Zoo, I'm going to start with you, and we can start with the NFC. For the NFC, man, that Cowboys 49ers, I mm. think that's the most – I can see an upset. I mm. can see an upset. Absolutely. I agree. This 49ers team, man, the way they run the ball with Elijah Mitchell and Devo Samuels, my lord, their running attack is incredible, and even Jimmy G, he showed something like he not like he had a pretty awful game. Yeah, he did. But leading that fourth quarter drive, man, I'm like, okay, okay, yeah. okay. Like he's pretty good at leading drives. It rises a little, but Derek Carr too, like very similar type <laughs> levels of players. Like pretty mediocre, but they got they got some nice little moments right there. But the good mm-hmm. thing about the 49ers, you don't need to rely on Jimmy Garoppolo to get it done. Like like the past couple of weeks, like George Kittle, that guy's just not like a lineman right now. Like the dude's not even playing receiver yeah. and I'm playing tight end right now. The dude's just blocking because their running attack is so good. And I feel like the Dallas Cowboys, three point favorite at home, pretty much that's mm. a nothing because it's home home field advantage. So pretty much is a pick them between these two teams. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know the Dallas just they have not pressed me. They, they they beat the brakes out of the the Eagles, but they didn't play any of their players. So I I didn't get much out of that game. So the yeah. inconsistency with the Dallas Cowboys. My lord, I can't believe it. I might have to pick the 49ers with the upset yeah, against them because I, I don't believe I do not believe in Mike McCarthy as a head coach <laughs> of like making big time moments. Like if it's a close moment, yeah. like managing timeout, don't believe in him. Dak Prescott, he's been really up and down this season after he got <sighs> injured. Like sometimes he looks great. Like against bad teams, Dak looks great, but against good team, he looks pretty mediocre. And yeah. I think the 49ers are a pretty solid team. So I don't know. Like, I love my boy Zeke, but he hasn't been the same this year. He like, Oh, he finally ba- admitted it. Dude, this dude barely <laughs> hit 1,000 yards, finally. bro. He barely hit 1,000 yards, and that's with an extra game. Like, he yep. got 1,002 yards. Like, but this is the greatness of Zeke. A bad year is 1,000 yards and 10 tutties. I mean, no, yeah, that, you're that's right. That's a bad season. Yeah, that's a bad that's, season for yeah. Ezekiel Elliott. 1,000 and 10. 
as we know, I mean, you could consider this a bad year for Mahomes too, right? I mean, he oh, threw, yeah. you know, pretty much a total of the last three seasons interception wise for him in this season. He's he's nearly matched that number. So, hey, man, if you start off your career like an absolute god, your expectations are going to be super high. And both of those guys are the epitome of that. But, Zoo, I couldn't agree more, man. I think this is the, you know, I think the Rams Cardinals game is also, you know, talking about a close matchup could be a good game. Obviously, division opponents that have played each other twice this year um, split both ways. But, Zoo, I do got to go with you. I think the upset in the NFC is the Niners. The only thing is, man, if Jimmy G's finger starts bothering him, it looked like he was missing a couple throws. I know he threw, I think, two picks uh, against the Rams in that game. Absolutely horrible first half for him. Maybe it was just the jitters of, hey, we need to kind of control our own fate right here because – Thank God they did, because I did not want to see the New Orleans Saints in the NFL playoffs. Oh, nobody Oof. wants to, man. That would have been brutal, especially with no. Taysom out. Trevor Simeon, man, like just sign Trubisky at that point. But, you know, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I am watching the Niners. I do think that the Cowboys are going to come out with a huge game plan for Debo specifically. Micah Parsons is going to need to have a field day because Jimmy G is not very mobile. He's obviously, you know, he's lear- he learned under Tom Brady, not the most mobile guy. Jacoby Brissett, also not a mobile guy. But he knows how to work the pocket, and if the Cowboys are not getting any pressure whatsoever, I think he's just going to have a field day throwing 10, 12-yard routes to Kittle, Debo, and Brandon Ayuk all day on top of being able to run the ball with Debo. So I'm going with the 49ers. I'm having winning on a Robbie Gold field goal, man. So 27 to 24. Yeah, I think good as gold, man. Good as gold. Ah, I like that. I like that. Oh, I can't take that. That's been a Bears thing for years, man, when he was there. I can't I can't trademark that. But yeah. Good as gold, baby. Yeah. Um, I I probably would say in terms of interesting matchup is the 49ers in Dallas. Uh, just because I feel like with the 49ers, I know they're going to do some semblance of ball control, whether that's lining Debo up in the backfield, you know, pounding the rock. People look at Kyle Shanahan, you know, his DNA is running the football. So I think if they're able to do that, consistently run on Dallas's defense and maybe, you know, Jimmy G can not make the, cause the thing with Jimmy G is and the reason why they kind of drafted Trey Lance this year is cause they just kind of thought he, even though it's kind of crazy to say, cause he got to a super bowl, he's not the guy that can get him there. But to me, Jimmy G's always been a consistent quarterback. If he just limits his turnover. So if they're running the ball effectively, maybe he won't have to throw. If he's, you know, throwing around 20, 25 times in the game that can maybe get them in a low scoring game and keep dacking them off the field. Because the zoo's point, Zeke hasn't really been because I know the thousand yard, ten touchdowns is a down year, but if you really look at it, uh somebody brought this point up on a random podcast I was listening to. But if you look at the extra game and like how the NFL has progressed in terms of games, a thousand yards is not really a lot of yards. Like mm-hmm. once you start getting to maybe the fifteen hundred plateau, fourteen hundred yard plateau, like the Derrick Henry level of rushing yeah. yards, that's where you look at it. it's like, okay, that's a guy that's getting a lot of yards because I think he ended up finishing eighth or ninth in the league and he missed like half of the season, <laughs> which is insane. <laughs> so to me, it's like, you know, Zeke's production has been dwindling. So, you know, Dallas does have a lot of receivers. So if they're able to get, I think, on top of teams, you know, with the aerial attack, that might be something uh, that can maybe be a detriment to the 49ers. But you guys know why I'm going to the NFC, man. It's the Eagles and Bucks. Like, I'm dying mm. with that ship. Like, I feel like there is absolutely no pressure on the Eagles, like I've been saying yeah. the entire time. I do think what the Bucks, they've been saying Levante David, Shaq Barrett, a couple key guys, they're gonna be ready and they're there. But until like I see a report saying they're gonna actually play, that that's two big defensive starters that 
you know, there's one less guy that's going to be going towards Jalen Hurts in the, uh, in the, I would say in the pocket. And, you know, Miles Sanders has an outside chance. Maybe they just put a huge cast on his hand. He won't be a threat out the backfield, but that's why you have Gainwell and other guys. You know, the Eagles could maybe make it interesting for a half. And if it's close at half, I could see not saying Tom's going to dwell under pressure, but it could get interesting because the Eagles, I think, like I said, they established a run game with Jalen Hurts. And one thing about, I would say, any Tom Brady-led team, to me, it's always about making him uncomfortable in the pocket. That's true. And I just feel like if the Eagles can make him dance in the pocket, it's a chance yeah. that it could get weird. Like, And plus, too, they're going to be playing in Tampa, which is not a cold-weather environment. So I think that even makes Jalen a little bit more of a better situation. So that's, I would say, not a heart pick, but more of a head pick. I mean, it's more of a heart pick over a head pick. So that's probably picking the Eagles? team in the NFC. Yeah, I probably would pick the Eagles. Mm. <laughs> probably would pick the Eagles. Mm. Just because just because I just feel like the back-to-back, I put it this way. If the Bucks win that game and then they end up probably playing, what, the Packers? Mm-hmm. I, I'm probably, I probably would bet the uh, Buccaneers. I know that's a little mm. foresight, but that's that's – because Tom then would have so much confidence just off of, dude, I've been here before. I've done this. And all the pressure is on Aaron Rodgers. All of yeah. it. I don't care if they're up 28-0 if that game hypothetically happens. Aaron's got all the pressure. So it's like, I'd rather knock Tom out early. And I think Jalen Hurts, I don't I don't know who else in the NFC, you could say maybe the Rams, that could, I think, would knock the Bucks out in the first round. I just think the Eagles yeah. can do it. They just have any pressure. Now, watch. They'll probably get beat thirty-five to three. But <laughs> I'm really, I'm really hoping on the on the ball control and Jalen Hurts have, not yeah. having any pressure. So it's going to we'll be see. a time of possession thing. And I think yeah. that you know the Bucks have historically been one of the best rush defenses in the league. And I think that that's a detriment to pretty much the entirety of the Eagles' attack because. I don't know, man. Quez Watkins actually scored a touchdown, but Jalen Hurts wasn't throwing the ball. So, you know, it's it's, it's different when Minshew Manning. Yeah, Minshew. So, you know, I mean, if their offense, if they do have Miles Sanders, that is huge. We saw Boston Scott have, you know, pretty good workload, great out of the backfield. Kenneth Gainwell can do the same thing. Jordan Howard at the goal line. But it's really just like, you know, can they get around to Vita Vea, you know, Ndamukong Sue, all those guys on the front that yeah. are healthy at this point. I don't see it. I, I hope it's a good game because, like you said, they're just kind of shooting the shit right now with this team. I mean, nobody expected them to be where they are right now. Um, they locked it in even before the final week, which I think confused a lot of people because it was technically they were locked into the seventh spot. Yeah. Um, but, you know, with all the rule bla- or tiebreakers and all that in the NFL. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's possible. I mean, a lot of people, I think, are betting on the Eagles because it's the best betting odds. And, you know, who the hell knows with Tom Brady throwing to Brashad Perryman every down. But if Mike Evans can stay healthy, Gronk's healthy, and they get Leonard Fournette back, if they can. Playoff Lenny. Playoff Lenny is back to play, baby. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that'd be that. Honestly, I think that ends up being a crucial point in that game of, you know, whether or not you're, you're a betting man or not trying to take the Eagles or take the Bucks, you know, straight mm-hmm. up. Playoff Lenny, if he's playing, mm. because he him out of the passing game, man, that gives yeah. Tom a, a completely new weapon that he has been missing sorely over the past like five five weeks or so. Yeah, man, I will get, yeah. I will say that. 
Wow, I can't believe you picked the Eagles for the upset. <laughs> That's more heart, man. man. It's just eight more heart, man. He's been talking all man. year about him. Yeah. Oh, it's man. like you and Zeke, man. Come on. Uh, I know Jalen Hurts had a beast season. He, this guy had 10 rushing touchdowns this year. Oof. Matched Zeke. Unbelievable. Yeah, exactly. He matched the freaking running back. So, but yeah, no, nah, like I'm watching that game. I'm, I'm, I won't be surprised. Be alive. 40 to 15, man. Like, I don't even think it's going to be a close <laughs> I, game I'm at all, man. What is the spread in that game? Eight and a half. Eight and a half. Yeah. yeah, I think yeah, I think that's about right. But I feel like yeah, I just feel like the Eagles are just not that good of a team. Like they, they barely made the playoffs nine and eight. That's yeah. definition of mediocre. Like mm-hmm. that's just the mediocre. Yeah, that's like, like a they, tick above mediocre. Yeah. Not even yeah, they're lucky to make the playoffs, but but not lucky as the freaking Steelers for making the playoffs. <laughs> oh, man, man. You should have tied, man. That game, dude. I was watching that game. I'm just like, man, not gonna are lie. Are they setting this up, dude? Like I started guy. If I was the head coach in overtime, when they went to overtime. <laughs> he just, planned let's just, it. Let's, dude, let's just go. This is a big play. Did you not? Did you not see that? Supposedly that they were planning to do it until the Chargers decided to call that timeout. I don't know overtime. about that because well, like, I don't know. Play? They were going. They to, were going to play. No, no. If the if the, the they were going to kneel it. No, if that's if, what Derek Carr because Derek Carr smiled and looked over at the sideline right when that timeout was called, <laughs> and he's like, "These these guys really going to try and do this to us right now?" Because they were playing in case they got the ball back, right? You know, just to make sure it wasn't a tie. I don't yeah, know, man. I don't know, but I feel like the Raiders—they were—I think they were playing to win, win an OT because if they yeah. lose or if they tie, they wouldn't have to pay the Kansas City Chiefs, right? Yep. And, and now they play the Kansas Bengals. City Chiefs, Cincinnati Bengals. I rather play the Bengals. No offense to the Bengals, but I don't Bengals want to play Mahomes the in the first round. And yeah, they, yeah, yeah. But I, I still rather play the Bengals. So I can see their thought process. But my oh my, if I was like the head coach and the other head coach, I'd be like, give it a look. You're like, yo, what <laughs> the Steelers? Like, yeah. yeah, I know, right? Like, you down for this? Dude, they like, want enough, man. Because like that was that was like the most historic comeback I've ever seen. I never seen a guy make more fourth than fourth than twenty finishes, man. This yeah. dude got first downs like out of nowhere, out of his ass, man. Like holy crap! Yeah, fourth and twenty one touchdown. Oh, oh, dude, yes. that hurt, man. I'm just like, Dying. holy shit, man. I was up like twenty points. And Justin Herbert in the fourth quarter pretty much brought his team entirely back. So I'm just like, wow, hell of a performance. The coaching, hmm. a little sus, a little sus. They're man. gutsy. And yeah, he is starters. like, yeah, the guy. Too many analytics. Yeah. Too many analytics. Like known for going for it every time. This guy, this yeah. is the guy that doesn't like kicking field goals. Like I still remember him blowing against the team, uh, the game against the Kansas City Chiefs. They completely outplayed Kansas City. Yeah. <laughs> Got to the red zone like I don't know how many freaking times, but went away with nothing because they went down, went on fourth and like fourth down. So I'm just like, huh, this guy got a lot of thinking to do because you got a studded Justin Herbert right now who's not in the playoffs, and you got a average Joe and Derek Carr without a head coach, without a, his wide receiver in the playoffs, which is yeah. a miracle story. What the Raiders have pulled off? Story. It's a miracle. Yeah. It's a miracle. A 30 for 30, man. Yeah, just seriously, all these bad things keep happening to him. They they couldn't control. And Derek Carr and Hunter Renfro, he got two tutties. Oh, he got Peace. this guy's having an incredible season. Hunter Renfro's taking over his uh, wide receiver one on that team. But it's it's a miracle that they made it. And the Steelers, man, they, they just lucky to be here. But that is gonna be an ass whooping. <laughs> ass whooping minus 12 and a half god Oof. damn man oh, oh, they're projected winning by two tutties man that's disrespectful to that is disrespectful. i know they're bad but come yeah, on 12 and a half. that's a huge spread Najee might feast though low-key oh, that's what i'm Najee, waiting for yeah Najee's gonna eat but big ben keep up with the shootout with patrick mahomes stop no. 
Stop. That was a, that was a, the once in a lifetime hard. that happened last yeah, Sunday. Too hard. That little thing with Baltimore. And let's let's, let's keep it all the way a hundred. If Lamar is healthy in those times he's playing against Pittsburgh, they're probably in the playoffs over him. So I, yep. kudos to or Pittsburgh. If, this is what they do. But or if they decide not to go for a two point conversion every once in a while, you know, they might yeah. actually win a game. Stop listening to your right players now. and be the head coach. Why don't yep. you? Yeah, like you say, why don't you actually make the decision? I know it's cool and social media picks it up, but. Oh, I kind of figured games. if he make yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Jalen Hurts actually won me a game. The few games I won in fantasy, he actually won me a game off of doing a two point conversion. There um, you go. Might have been, might have, might have been against the Bucks. Not sure, but yeah, you got to listen to your gut as a head coach. And you know, he may say he's with his players, but that probably cost him a playoff spot. Now, some people may argue if they got in the playoffs, who knows if Lamar would have been ready. But I'd rather be in the playoffs and have to make that decision. So, you know, Pittsburgh to me. 12 and a half points is super disrespectful, but hey, I mean, <laughs> you are going against Patrick Mahomes, and we've seen what he's done in the playoffs so far in his young career. So uh, that's a game I'm interested in looking at. Bengals and Raiders is super interesting because I don't think before the season, nobody thought those teams were going to be in the playoffs. Nope. So the fact that Joe Burrow has kind of ascended to this top tier quarterback and Derek Carr. Like you said, like he just put duct tape, you know, just whatever on the ship and just kept moving, and he got mm-hmm. the team into the playoffs. So that kind of makes them an interesting dark horse. And I do think it's something to them not wanting to play the Chiefs. They definitely wanted to play the Bengals, which you know, they they got the whooped Beng- by them earlier in the year. Yeah, they they got whooped, but I I just think they just they're probably banking on it. I don't even know, has Derek Carr ever been to the playoffs? I'm not sure if he has or not. Because uh... I'm about to say banking on inexperience, but. That's, I mean, either way, it's either like one game or yeah, yeah. I wouldn't say I it's much so, of a difference. I don't think yeah. so. Yeah. And he has to so, play on the road in Cincinnati, who has been starving for a good football team there. Yeah. For, and it looks you like know, with the whole Marvin team. Lewis days and all that. And now they got their boy who's mm-hmm. he's on a rightfully so cocky trip right now, dude. He's been yeah. popping off lately, Joe Burrow, and they're going to be riding that. You know, definitely, I think week. <laughs> Joe Burrow has definitely got the confidence and the swagger to have Cincinnati as a perennial power in the AOC North. So, you know, that game to me is probably the most interesting in that side of the bracket with the wild card, just because it's two teams that are kind of we didn't expect to be there. So you can almost say they're not playing for anything, but you know, in that next round of that matchup with say whoever wins that, like, I don't know, that could they could maybe get on a a streak and get to the conference championship, one of those teams, especially if mm-hmm. I think if Cincinnati got through, because yeah. then they really would be playing with nothing. So Because they could um, shoot out with anybody. Yeah. We saw them do it with the Chiefs, and mm-hmm. that's the best of them. Uh, the one game I'm not interested in at all is Pat, Pat's Bills. I'm just not. Oh, I just don't, I'm just not big on either team. I think Mac, the running I, game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think Mac's kind of hey, regressed which, which, a little Speaking bit, of but. which, man, once the Bills started using their running backs, they started oh, winning yes. games, man, as I was Singletary, saying. Man. He, had, he had a strong finish. He had a really strong yeah. finish. He had a here. great last four games for fantasy purposes, and it's working for them. So yeah. I'm interested to see how Belichick reacts to him. Yeah, I think Belichick's defense is going to be ready. That's why I just feel like it's going to be a defensive game with running the ball. I'm not really yeah. confident in both. I know Josh Allen – it's supposed to be taking the next step, but I, I just haven't liked what I've seen from this year. And Mac Jones hasn't looked good the last couple of weeks. Like he, I know the last game of the season, like it was Miami, whatever. It's you're not really focused. You're looking toward the playoffs, but he just hasn't looked good the last few weeks. So that's the two. You know the, that game right there. I'm not interested in it at all. So um, it will be interesting though to see once we get through this wild card weekend, and we get to like the actual divisional round and stuff like that. Who actually gets matched up where? 
because we all know it all comes down to the quarterbacks. And there's a lot of legacies on the line, you know, outside of Brady. Like, <laughs> like you say, I'm selfishly r- rooting for Mahomes and Rodgers. I just want to see that matchup. Yeah, but. I wouldn't be mad if Burrow and Rodgers went against each other or oh, Burrow oh, and Kyler went against each other. Like, I wouldn't Damn, be mad at that. It's a lot of, yeah, I wouldn't be mad at that. Like, it's a lot of quarterback matchups, I would say, now of, like, it's more new guard in there. So I wouldn't be mad at any – like, when I saw the playoffs kind of got lined up, I wouldn't be mad at any Super Bowl. Like, I don't think there's any combination of AFC-NFC that gets into the Super Bowl that I'd be like, oh, I don't want to see that. Like, maybe if it was, like, Titans, Pats, Pats, Eagles. All right, okay. Well, yeah, but that ain't happening because yeah, he just bounced, like, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come on. That's not happening. But, like, if you're thinking, like, Titans, Niners, like, that's possible. Oh, and that'd be boring that. as hell, yeah. man. But that's really the only one. Because every quarterback that would boring get to the Super Bowl, like, would get to the Super Bowl, it'd be, like, their, outside of, what, Brady and Rodgers and Mahomes would be, like, their first Super Bowl. And they're kind of relatively young. Now, Tannehill yeah. isn't. But, like you say – Let's just say hypothetically, if like what the Eagles and Burrow got there, that would be pretty interesting just because it's two young quarterbacks that nobody thought would be in the Super Bowl. So it's like what that would be crazy for ratings. Right. But I'm I'm excited about this playoff this year because there's a lot of young quarterbacks. I I wish a Burrow or not Burrow, but I wish Herbert would have gotten because that really would have solidified like man, there would have been almost no bad combinations. Cause yeah. just seeing Herbert like you know, run around and do what he do in the playoffs. Like that would have been pretty cool to see. Which he'll get there, but uh, yeah, that I don't division. think there's any bad matchups. Yeah, super that that division is super stacked. Especially if Derek Carr continues to play at least at a decent level, and if he gets a really good head coach coming in next year, that could be that could be a, one of the toughest divisions in the whole league. So yeah, and um, you got another, and you have another division where there are three playoff teams. Mm-hmm. You got the NFC West, man. Are you guys, uh, are you picking Kyler? Are you taking nah, I'm taking uh, the Rams. I'm taking I don't the Rams. know if D Hop. I don't know if D Hop's coming back. If he's he coming back, then yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah, if he's not coming back, then it's probably lights out for the. Now, if Cardinals. Edmonds and Connor both play, I mean, the the first game that they played against each other this year, I think the Cardinals rushed rushed for over 200 yards in total between mm-hmm. Edmonds, Connor, Kyler, you know, etc. And they stomped on the Rams, and then the Rams came back and kind of picked off Kyler a couple times, made him uncomfortable in the pocket, didn't allow anybody i think over 60 yards in that game rushing and the rams won that game so i mean it, this is probably the hardest game to bet on i think yeah. if you're if you're trying to pick between the two straight would, up i'd win, stay away from bet i wouldn't bet it i would stay away from it but at the same time i mean it's in la home field advantage in la does that really mean much i mean <laughs> no, not no, really no, i don't think it does at all and, and you know those arizona fans like to travel and they they're pretty close it's not far away either. no so right you know i wouldn't call it a home game you know but they're treating it betting wise as a spread. I'm pretty sure it is around plus three um, for the for the Cardinals. But I, I'm going with the Rams too. I just don't think they'll be able to stop Cooper Cup. And if Cam Akers has a big game and get, since he got his foot under, his think feet Cam Akers bit, gonna play? I think he'll play. Yeah, he played play last game a little bit. Like significantly, I think because I feel like it's the Sony Michelle show right now. This guy's taking the role from uh, D- Darrell Henderson. Yeah, he is. No, I think I think it's going to be Sony, and I think they're going to run with Cam Akers, especially I think they're going to use him in the passing game more so, and then allow Sony to kind of break through. Yeah, I don't agree with Cam Akers coming back. I don't. don't I don't so? understand it. I think, like he will come back. I just don't understand it. It's an Achilles yeah. injury, and it's five months off. Like, what are you doing? That's true. Like, I could maybe see if it was a Super Bowl or like a conference championship, but it's like, dude, like you're a running back. 
just yeah. take the whole year to me. Like you should just take the entire year to get right and then come back next year and kill. Like you said, they got Sony Michelle and which Sony Michelle, let me tell you something. I got a small bone to pick with Sony Michelle. I love how <laughs> towards maybe the I guess you could say the fourth quarter of the season, he started coming on when I had him basically the entire beginning of the season, and he did absolutely nothing for me, even once uh, Daryl Henderson got hurt in fantasy. Mm -hmm. Couldn't do anything for me. So it was like, I just find that hilarious that he now, towards the end of the season, started doing stuff. Actually, one of the guys in my league, he didn't win it, but he actually got him towards the end of the season. He's all of a sudden making pretty decent numbers for his uh, fantasy team. So was, I just thought that was hilarious. That Sony it was all in that. spite of you, man. All in yeah. spite of you. That's the only yeah. reason. But I mean, like you said, last year I got Gibson on a whim, thinking, "Oh, let's see what this rookie back does." And he helped me out, and then I got burned by him this year. So, yeah, overall, great fantasy season for me. But <laughs> going back to uh, the playoff talk, yeah, I don't know the Rams. To me, they're another one of those teams that has a lot of pressure because now, depending on the COVID situations, like they're talking about the Super Bowl may be moved, but you know, pending that they're able to play the Super Bowl in LA, like that's a huge motivating factor. So that's always a lot of pressure because, you know, you saw Tom do it last year, which that's just the ultimate story. Like if he were to retire, then that would have been like perfect because he was able to bring the Super Bowl back to Tampa in Tampa, which is just crazy. So, you know, I know LA is looking at their chance. Like, look, we got Stafford, you know, we kind of told Jared Goff, look, you're not what we thought you was. So Stafford's got to come in and actually produce because it's not like he doesn't have a lack of weapons. He has a mm -hmm. lot of weapons on his side and yeah. all those defensive guys are superstars. So, He's got to figure something out. And they, uh, McVay, you know, <laughs> I can see he adds a lot of motivation to other teams because I don't know if you guys saw the clip of him running around, jumping in the end zone, high-fiving. Like, if I'm another coach on another team, like, that's firing me up. Like, you're just not going to be running around high-fiving yeah. thinking we're all cool. Like, nah, that ain't going. You can't yeah, do they that. caught the loss anyway. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's, that's a little bit collegiate for me. I, I don't like all that. Like, if you're going to be an NFL coach, act like you've been there. And he's mm -hmm. been to a Super Bowl, so he's definitely been there. So, um, I don't know. That's that's another game that, like I said, if I'm, I'm betting, betting, man, I'm not going anywhere towards that game because it's a division game. And anytime you're dealing yep. with division games, anything can go because it's mm -hmm. just a lot of bad Pat's blood. Bill, so. same way. Yeah. That's another reason why I don't like that game because it's not the you matchup I don't want to see. Yeah, too much. So, like I said, wild card weekend, a lot of interesting storylines. We're definitely going to see the games unfold this weekend and be talking about that next week. Really quick, wanted to uh, touch on the national championship game between Alabama and Georgia. If you guys were actually watching the game, first half was a huge snoozer. A lot of field goals, a lot of <laughs> defensive stops. Uh, I feel like that just happens because they played each other so many times over the years. So I guess it's more of a filling out period. But surprisingly, Georgia came and, you know, stepped up to the occasion and beat Alabama, which a lot of people picked. So I wanted to ask the guys what was their opinions on the game. You know, what players stood out and uh, people show them start with you, man. I mean, I got to give a shot at the Stetson Bennett, man. I mean, this kid, he's got pretty cool storyline, you know, walking on at Georgia, always wanted to go there, ends up going to junior college, comes back on scholarship the next year. Nobody wants him to start, whether the nation or even Georgia fans, they all wanted JT Daniels to come in. Uh, not a huge college football guy, as I've mentioned, but, you know, if you've heard the name JT Daniels thrown around, as them wanting him to be the starter for that Georgia team. Yeah. And, man, look, he, he proved them wrong. I mean, he got absolutely destroyed in that SEC championship game in Atlanta uh, by the same team that he beat last night. And he comes out, throws not, you know, he doesn't, they didn't ask him to do too much. They, you know, told him to run the ball a little bit, just open it up. Goes for 225 and two touchdowns, man. Had a huge fourth quarter for that team. Um, really put it all together. Got Brock Bowers going. 
Pickens had that really nice catch down the field on the fingertip grab in the first half. It was unbelievable. I thought he hit his mark, man, and you could see it. Just He, he was breaking down after that win. Uh, I think it all just finally hit him. And I'm just happy that it's not Bama. That's all I got to say. As a, <laughs> as a not major college football fan, but I yeah. do enjoy watching it. It's nice to see somebody a little different, even though Georgia has been in the game in years past. They've never actually gotten over that hump. Um, and even Saban, man, look, he was he was fighting down to the last second. He's calling all three timeouts with 40 seconds left. He's like, oh, we got enough time. Bryce Young, just make one play. Um, so seeing Saban lose, man, it's a weird feeling, but it's also a good one for me. So I do got to shout out Stetson Bennett overall. Not sure if they ended up giving out an MVP award or not, but it should have been the Stetson if it, if it wasn't. Mm -hmm. Um, cause he, he came over all the outside hate, just focused on his game and he, and he came through for his team. Man, I was so disappointed. Yeah. That's what I happens so when you bet. Yeah. No, 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 no. I am. I, I was scared cause not going to lie. My boys at FanDuel gave me a free bet. This is the bet over under 40 point plus 40 over mm. under total points. Yeah. And it was a double up. So they lower the odds for this as a promotion. So I'm like, man, they're going to easily hit 40. First half, 9 to 6. Oh, I was shaking in my boots, man. 9 to <laughs> 6. I was like, what is yeah. going on? I put 50 bucks down because it was a max bet double up. I'm like, this is money in the bank. And then the yeah. third quarter, I'm like, thank God that they finally scored. A, that was the first touchdown was in the third yeah. quarter. Like, yeah. it took forever to be, have the first touchdown. And then the fourth, beautiful. So thank you mm -hmm. very much. Even though Georgia, you beat me, you beat my team, but you helped me double up my money. Thank you very much. <laughs> so I go. was pretty happy in that game. But my God, Alabama, that pick six to end the game. Yeah, that was a nail. I, I thought, I thought, I thought he could pull it off, man. I thought, I, thought, was, yeah. I, I gave him like a, I gave him like a little 20% chance of pulling it off, but man, what a way to end the game and another touchdown for the boys of Georgia, man. The score does not indicate like that game was definition of a close game. Like yeah. it looks like it's a blowout, but that my pick six. that was a that was a really really hard fought game, man. Props mm -hmm. to Georgia. I doubted you, but one thing I was right about: I thought mm -hmm. Alabama was the favorite. Vegas had Georgia as the favorite. Yeah. Yep. What? I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. Georgia isn't Alabama the higher seed? Yeah, I think that was more because Alabama beat them in a championship game. But Georgia the entire year, if you looked at the rankings, like they kind of held that number one spot. Yeah. So like, and plus two, they looked at their defense as being historically great. So I think that's why betting wise, yeah. Plus two, if great. you think about, if you think about, like, well, you know how they always say the teams. It's hard. I always say it's hard to beat a team three times or whatever. But that may mm -hmm. be more of a basketball term. I think in football, you usually play a team play a team twice. So the fact that. Georgia got embarrassed because they didn't just get beat like, you know, a close game and they got kind of embarrassed in, national in the SEC championship game. So the fact that that happened, I think Georgia had a lot of motivation and that's why they keep building casinos, man. Like they, they had, <laughs> they had an inkling, man. Those Vegas boys, they, they know what's up. They kind of yeah. know that Alabama kind of felt like, you know, it's just natural and you got to think Jay's kids. So regardless of how Nick Saban runs his ship, they're going to be thinking they're, you know, for lack of a better word, the shit, because they just beat the hell out of Georgia like a couple mm -hmm. weeks ago. So they're not thinking like Georgia's – they might think Georgia's defeated. And plus, too, Alabama had this psychological advantage because if you go back in 2017 where Devontae Smith caught the uh, game when a touchdown pass at two or through when they – I think him and Tua were freshmen. Like Georgia, you know, was on the precipice of getting over the hump because, you know, the, the, the running – not joke, but the narrative of Georgia is a lot of Georgia fans talk a lot of mess – 
because they're always good, but they've never gotten over the hump ever mm-hmm. since like 1980. So the fact that they were always getting there but never winning, then you know a lot of people are like, okay, you're talking all the junk, but you haven't done anything. You haven't won. Bama's won all the championships, so you can't really talk. And Georgia thought they had them that year. Mm-hmm. So then everybody kind of thought, okay, if Georgia can't win it that year, then they're never going to win it. And then this year came, and then Georgia was the, you know, ballyhooed as the best team ever. Then it got stomped in the SEC championship game. It's like they're never coming back now. Like, yeah. So then Bama, I think Bama fans and a lot of America were just looking like Bama's number one team. They're going to be able to do this. And I think Georgia, that's what fueled them. So, you know, Stetson Bennett, like you said, I'm with you, people. It's like he deserves a lot of credit because they tried to basically bench him since the beginning of the year, even though Georgia was winning, because they just didn't think a guy of that caliber could get them to a championship and actually win it. And he it could be Bama pretty much. Yeah. That's really what they were worried about. And this is what's insane about this. Like I was hearing people today, which I st- I think this is crazy, but they're saying like Stetson because of that game has a chance to get drafted in the seventh round and be like a career backup. And I was like, he may get an invite, but mm. being a career mm. backup, just based off that game, that's asking a lot. <laughs> Cause He'd I have would to say take some steps. <laughs> he he's I would say probably five ten at the most, maybe one ninety five. Like that's going to be like you say he can get an invite, maybe with the Falcons. Who knows? But <laughs> you know that's the kind of hype he's gotten since you know he won that game last night. So it was a huge shout out to him. His story is incredible. You can look it up on ESPN or any other uh, channels that talk about it. But um, yeah, just a major salute to him because to me he really was the difference. Like. You know, Bryce Young had his moments, but, you know, that pick six and just the, the, some of the decision-making, uh, you know, people forget it's his first true season starting. So, you know, he, he kind of had a lot of pressure on him, and, you know, he'll be back next year at Bamobile to, uh, you know, go back to the number one seed and do, do what they <laughs> usually do. But this was important for the Georgia football program because this was needed to be the year because even though Bama's Bama, this was a super young Bama team. A lot of their best players are super young players. So it's like, if you want to catch Bama, you need to catch them right now because next Mm -hmm. year might be a little bit more difficult. So um, it's just a major, it's a major step for them. I will say in college football as a whole, like it is getting to a point where I really hope that like teams out West and the few powers that we have up North is, you can really count Ohio as a northern team, but like maybe Michigan, Penn State, teams like that. And then obviously out west with USC, Arizona, any of those programs, hell, even Texas. Like there needs to be more of a balance with those teams getting in because I do feel like the sport is getting really regionalized. And I've always kind of known that, but last night really crystallized it just being on social media and seeing mm-hmm. like the amount of people and even looking at some of the shows today, like just watching the reaction, like a lot of people didn't lead off with it like they maybe had a mention but not like a huge segment or a huge talking point on it just because like the sport has really only been prosperous uh in the south so i really do hope that teams with these new hires with lincoln riley and all these other coaches that they're able to get into the party so it makes it more interesting or if that doesn't happen they expand it so this and make mm-hmm. it make it more of a sport that's uh people will be more interested in because like you say if you look at the last 10 years it's been Every SEC team outside of what Florida Clemson. State, Ohio State, and Clemson. There's really mm-hmm. only teams that's got in since probably 2010 that's had a chance to like actually win it. So those are still Southern super... teams, except yeah. for Ohio State. <laughs> yeah. So. I, you know, Florida is an interesting case because to me, you can maybe make the case for Florida State because if you look where Tallahassee is, it's right near the Georgia border. And if you've ever drove to Tallahassee, 
it's pretty much South Georgia. So I would say that's South. But like when you think of like Miami, nah, like that kind of just feels like, yes, yeah, it's, it's its own island, man. It's not even, I don't even <laughs> think it's like part of the United States. Like it's not even the South. So like maybe a program say like it, that. But they're island boys, man. They're yeah. island boys. That's Miami <laughs> down there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Clemson, definitely the South. But yeah, yeah, it's a lot of, uh, and Ohio State for parts of it. I mean, they're Midwest, but if you just, I don't know, a lot of their, culture with their program is kind of southern leaning so i just hope for the benefit of the future of the sport that they actually end up adding more teams or adding more spots so teams can get in and make it more interesting for people to watch so we'll see what happens there like i said the major focus is going to be with the nfl this weekend like i said a lot of interesting matchups stay tuned for that we'll be putting that up on bullheaded underscore pod instagram twitter uh youtube the whole nine Make sure you guys subscribe to our podcast page. We're on Anchor, which is our host site. Uh, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, all of that. And for me, so he wish we're out.